Welcome to Cupify This. I'm Sandy Phoenix. And I'm Chris Phoenix. This show is aimed towards understanding your basic human needs, how they influence behaviours, and how the Phoenix Cups framework can help you live a fulfilling life with full cups. So join us as we dive into a world of psychology and philosophy and have a whole lot of fun cupifying the world around us. Did we just make that word up? I think we did, but it's our podcast. Let's do it. Welcome back to Cupify This. And in the last three and a half seconds, I've decided we're calling this episode Team Cups because we are here with Team Cups. Hi, team. Hi. <laughs> uh, we're at the Phoenix Support Headquarters where we will find the Phoenix Support for Educators team and the Phoenix Cups team all kind of mushed and mashed into one. And uh, where I'm here today with, well, you'll be surprised to know Chris is here. Hey. <laughs> And my daughter Dion, who also is uh, works at uh, Team Cups here, and Tara Hill, senior facilitator at Phoenix Support, and Bronwyn Ball, operations manager extraordinaire. I love that I am just the daughter and the offspring, and you don't actually mention my real job title. <laughs> okay, it is a pretty cool job title. What is your job title? I am the customer happiness officer. Wait, isn't that Jenna? The puppy? No, the happiness no. Officer? he's a team happiness officer. Uh. I'm customer happiness officer. So. This is true. Dion is the customer happiness officer and her beautiful puppy, Jetta, is the team happiness officer. She makes us all happy and fills our cups with her big woofy face. So we are here today to talk about... How cups work in a team, in a workplace, in a, we're, we're sitting in our office currently actually, our cosy little cup filling office and uh, <laughs> I look around for confirmation that what I just said is correct and I'm not getting it. <laughs> Bron's laughing at me. So we're going to talk about how our different needs, our different cups, our different needs, strengths, profiles, size cups, how they actually fit together really beautifully in this puzzle that is our our team. So I have the big mastery cup, small safety cup. Tara, your needs profile is similar. Tell us what your big and small is. My big is uh, connection and my small is the safety. Yes. So you've heard about me and Tara's small safety cup going on adventures across the desert. That's in a previous podcast and it's really unsafe. So <laughs> we cannot be trusted. We must take a big safety cup with us. Bron, you're a bigger safety cup. Thank goodness because you manage us. I am the biggest safety cup in the team. You're, you also have a dominant connection, don't you? I do, yes. What's your baby cup? I think it's mastery. Isn't that funny? I think because great at keeping people yeah. alive. A dominant connection with a dominant safety. Yeah. Yeah. She is excellent. She does keep yeah. us all alive. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Bron. Yeah. <laughs> she, fills, <laughs> she fills our cups. Uh, Chris and Dion have a similar needs profile in that they're both big freedom cups. Mm, big freedom and big safety. I think safety Yeah, we've safety. got pretty decent safety cups, but mine's also connection. Mine's huge. Yeah. So, my yeah. my yeah. connection's Your not connection's so big. tiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like connected for, all right, leave me alone now. I need time to... <laughs> Like your, like your daughter recently said that she said, "Oh, I ha- my social battery is much too small for this family." <laughs> Her connection cup gets over full very quickly. Uh, so we all, and uh, we're telling you this because it's really important to be looking at the different needs strengths within your team. Uh, with that, you're if you're a family team, or perhaps a work team, or perhaps a PNC, or whatever it might be. Uh, a sports club or, or whatever, wherever we come together as people 
all doing, you know, with united goals. What are our different needs, strengths? And then what are the what are the strengths that we have because of those? What are the character strengths that we have because of those as well, which can be a really interesting thing to look at. What are you thinking about, Tara? I can see you wanting to say something. Uh, Sandy and I had an interesting conversation this morning around that sometimes you don't notice the strengths in your cups. So quite often I find myself looking at I suppose my weaknesses which then potentially turns into a bit of cup envy yeah and this is we've done a podcast on cup envy it was really interesting but you brought up that different idea of that sometimes it's not so much that we envy another person's needs profile or cup sizes we might envy the skill to feel that they've developed because of being driven so much towards that need for their whole life. So, and yeah, certainly I think that that is, sometimes I look at people for, with my tiny little safety cup and I look at people who are the, the what I call the Lorna Jane safety cups, the ones that you can pick because they're really into health and fitness and well-being, and they literally wear it. And I think, gosh, I wish I could be that motivated. <laughs> I wish I could just stop donating to the gym and keeping PTs in uh, in business by charitably giving to them and actually attend the gym. We did do that episode on Cup Envy, and my thoughts have evolved a little bit since then. Because at the time, I remember saying how I envied the mastery cups, and we. I had a much, much smaller freedom cup. But then the more I thought about that, it made me realize how inauthentic that is because you're wanting to be something other than who you are yourself and your own needs profile. We're having a discussion with Tara later on, we we're talking about envy, which made me realize that it's not so much envy to see it in such a negative trait, sort of wishing you were somebody different, using it as a little bit of a guidepost. And again, to throw on my really annoying philosopher's hat. When Tara was talking about it, it just reminded me of what Nietzsche said is that envy, instead of seeing it as something negative, you can actually see it as a little bit of a guiding light. You can go, well, if, if, if I was completely indifferent over somebody else or whatever the traits that they have, it would not even bother me at all. But when I'm envious of it, that means that it's something I wish I had instilled in myself. So instead of trying to deny that, why don't I work out what are those traits and why don't I work towards building my skills in those areas? So not necessarily increasing that cup size, but getting more skilled at getting that need met. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that philosopher twist on what we had a conversation on this in the office. The reason why I thought about this is that sometimes, I know you guys have probably talked about it before, that your thoughts can fill your cups. So sometimes just thinking about how you would get that need met through the possible envy, but if you flipped it into a positive, then that can also get that need met. Yeah. I think even the terminology of envy has so much loading behind it to make it seem negative. But when you think about it, you don't necessarily have to view it that way. No, it's a will to fill really at the end of the day, isn't it? And it's wanting to be able to develop better skills to fill that particular cup or or using that particular behaviour, which so it really brings us to planning. For filling our cups, yes. Just, I'm just thinking, tune in next week as we undo all the seven deadly sins. <laughs> <laughs> this could be dangerous. So that has ta- it was a good movie, and it's just heading in all sorts Don't of messy directions. <laughs> right. So back to the task at hand: um, planning to fill our cups. So um, making a cup filling plan, using um, the plan to think about. 
really intentionally the skill to fill you want to develop what does that look like what sorts of goals do you have for yourself around that and sure look to other people who were already good at it for some for, for some vicarious learning also um, before this brings us to performance appraisals and something that we feel very strongly about here in that if uh, there is if somebody has an empty cup and they're coming to work and their performance is not where or their KPIs aren't where they're supposed to be or whatever it might be then this is a this is about the person and the people and this is about supporting that person to get their needs met. Tara did you have something to say about that? Yes performance appraisals are quite often the most difficult conversations that you can have with people but I guess what I could draw on with my needs profile is that um, Connection Cup is quite often my um, go-to so I would start with connections first. So if we were looking at possible performance improvement plans it's just I don't know, just makes me feel all icky. So if we went in and looked at what their needs profile is first and then work out their strengths and and play to strengths, then I think that naturally people's performance will improve because you have an understanding of their needs. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to talk to the managers in the house uh, because those of you, (laughs) Bron's like, damn it, Uh, (laughs) not you. The other one's listening. It's okay. You're off the hook. Uh, so SWOT analysis is a you know, really handy tool that's quite often used in business. And something that my business coach really encouraged us to do was a SWOT analysis per person. And actually, uh, each person do- does their own SWOT analysis. And then we revisit that every now and then. And we've all done one on ourselves. And then we've had you, each of you have had conversations with us about your SWOT analysis. Now, what we naturally do with everything is cupify it, right? So a SWOT analysis that you could do with your team could be around what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats within each person's needs profile. It's something that we naturally do, but we tend not to put it into words, right? We don't really talk enough with other managers around how that works here, but it very much works here. We naturally, if something is going amiss here, we talk in cups straight away, don't we? It's almost like an unspoken language here now at Phoenix Support. I don't think it's unspoken. We, we just cupify everything. <laughs> yeah, we communicate our negative emotions by talking about which cup is empty, <laughs> which really helps to communicate to each other what needs to be filled. Also, sometimes we notice it in each other, like when Bron just rocks up at my house with a bunch of flowers. <laughs> Thank you, you're the best. And that Make was me a. Look bad, Bron. <laughs> <laughs> And says, I think your cups are a bit empty and I'm bringing these to fill them. And so thank you very much. I really did need that because I actually didn't realise that I was communicating to the world that my cups were empty. I thought I was hiding that pretty well, actually. (laughs) And then it's not... (laughs) No. And then it's not... Ron says, sorry. Uh, and it's not until somebody notices it with you that you go, oh, yeah, I better do something about that. Fortunately, we're about to head off on a really cup-filling weekend, aren't we, Dee, on a little mother-daughter exercise? Yeah. Just to lead on what you just said, Sandy, the people who know us the best will notice that our cups are empty the, before anybody else. So you probably did hide your cups, mm-hmm. uh, your empty cups from the world, but the people who know you the most will know that your cups are empty. Yeah, this is true. And when you work within close proximity of each other, this happens within a team, within lots of different workplaces. And if we, when we talk about and recognise with the colleague that their cup is empty, instead of going straight into performance appraisal mode, uh, then we can plan for their needs. And it is game-changing. Drawing on what you've just mentioned about 
uh, the teams, what I've noticed is that sometimes you will do anything to protect your cups. So you will hide them from people if you know that they're empty, if you aren't working with trusted people that you know can help you get your needs met. So you'll either hide them or choose behaviours to make sure that they're being protected from, it could be your colleagues, it could be your family members um, if you're struggling, but um, hopefully you will have somebody that you can reach out to or will know you to rock up with a bunch of flowers to just fill those cups up a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good point. And let's look at leadership as well, because I think that, you know, in lots of different ways uh, here at Phoenix Support and the Phoenix Cups Company, we do leadership, whether it be intentionally or accidentally sometimes. And as much as my leadership is within the educational leadership space, uh, it's been extended to other spaces and I found myself accidentally the owner of this company, which (laughs) I keep looking for managers to take it over for me so I can just go and do the things. But I do, I, I do like to lead because it, it's very much inbuilt in my mastery cup uh, as much as I like to do other things because I think my freedom cup just goes, no, you don't want all this responsibility and they're constantly conflicting each other. But in some way, shape or form, everybody here is in some sort of leadership role. Uh, so what do you think are the strengths of, a, of your leadership because of your cups? Or maybe you could talk to somebody else's within the space as well. I think uh, having Bronwyn, because traditionally you think that leadership has to have a large mastery cup, but then you can see the strength of the other cups. Like when Bronwyn comes in, she has this great big connection cups and then she can connect with every single one of the employees and then she can lead from that, the strength of connection and I think that's, that's really, really wonderful. Yeah, and I think that is what makes your leadership really good too, Tara, is through connection because when you're leading uh, teams that you're working with or clients that you're working with, it is your ability to empathise with their cups, to really feel what they're feeling and to connect on that level and that empathy is what makes you a really good leader. So I think that comes down to your big connection cup as well. And I think the important part as being a leader is working out what are the cups of others. So even if they've got a dominant cup that's completely different to yours, you wouldn't necessarily always have to come from the same sort of place. Like if you're me, if you're a if you are say a dominant connection cup like Bronwyn, because her skill to fill is so large, if she's talking to somebody who's a huge mastery cup, she knows how to talk mastery cup to these people as well. So she's able to adapt with her skill to fill. Well, maybe we finish off too with looking back at that uh, what we talked about earlier with that envy, that cup envy, which is actually looking at skill to fill that you admire and that you'd like to add into your cup filling plan thinking about past leaders or current leaders or current mentors or idols what is a skill to fill that you would like to have that you don't yet or that you need to work on I think I got that example, actually, because when I was thinking of it, if we look back at a couple of past episodes about Cup Envy and Cup Imposter, where I played this Mastery Cup and, you know, lured Sandy in pretending I was a big Mastery (laughs) Cup. Uh, But I think it was. It was due to me emulating and building skills around the Mastery Cup. So when I was a graduate, the planner who was managing the office I had that I was working for uh, just a complete mastery cup, like zero fun cups, zero, all the other cups were, were pretty tiny on, on this particular manager, but great leadership because his mastery cup was so well. So when it came time for me to manage a town planning company, by the time I got to that point, I kind of, the path was set. I knew what was expected and the behaviours and the skills required. So I just developed those skills. Yeah. So even though that cup isn't particularly my own, 
I just knew how to appropriate it well enough. What did you have to say? Mine is um, to develop some more skills in time management and um, completing tasks on time. All right, I think that's been... <laughs> We're not having a performance appraisal. <laughs> it's not confession time. <laughs> but that's my skills. It's right, just... Three home hours. <laughs> <laughs> it is... It's just not something you're driven towards, really, is it? Uh, and so, yeah, this is... <laughs> I'm also quite the rebel with the small safety cup. Yeah, and your freedom cup's not small, so um, you do like to do things your way, don't you, a little bit? So, <laughs> good. I'm just jotting this down for Tara's future performance appraisal. <laughs> managing both of you <laughs> sucks to be you really really sucks to be you so I reckon when it comes to your team the, the key, key takeaways here are know the different needs profiles we've talked about this heaps of times know the strengths associated with those needs profiles also talk to everyone within your team around what is it what is that envy that that cup envy that they have if they've got any and then how can we find within that the skill to fill that they admire and help them to add that to their plans? And then those plans, instead of performance appraisals, they're essentially cup-filling plans, right? And those can be uh, worked into your usual method. So if your usual method is a SWOT, which is an, it's an unusual method that our business coach has is a SWOT analysis on people rather than on business or projects or whatever it might be so and I really like that method of having a SWOT analysis on people and if it is how can you cupify it so in this case what is a SWOT analysis on the person's needs strengths profile so what are the strengths the weaknesses the opportunities and threats within each person's needs profile and then you could also look at how full or empty their cups currently are and even take that SWOT analysis to another level and look at well what is the SWOT analysis here if your freedom cup is empty and you're coming to work all the time with an empty freedom cup regardless of its size for example and where is the opportunity within this will to fill to plan skill to fill uh, to support this person's needs to be met at home and at work. Zara's already <laughs> sketching up a template, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Coming soon. Get your credit cards ready. <laughs> well, it's been great to rope in Team Phoenix uh, Cups slash Phoenix Support uh, in the Phoenix Support Office today. Thanks, team. You are all legends. And thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. If you want to know more about the Phoenix Cups, be sure to jump on to phoenixcups.com.au. There you'll find the quiz to help you determine your Cups profile, as well as all our resources, including our book, The Phoenix Cups, The Cup Filling Story. And remember to stay connected with us on all the socials. Happy Happy Cup cup Filling! filling. (laughs) So nerdy. So lame.